The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the Sunday night slash Monday morning version. As always, I am Scott Jensted, joined as usual by Jeff Erickson. If you guys could please rate or read the podcast, we do appreciate that because it does go a long way towards helping people find the podcast, etc. We're also live on uh, StreamYard, uh, Periscope, Facebook Live, all kinds of stuff here. So uh, if you have any questions or comments, so you can jump in and kind of uh, hang out with us uh, for an hour here if you happen to be watching live on video. Jeff, we are uh, we're six weeks into the season. I think we're uh, we're a full go here. We're at 21, 22% of the way to the season. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Uh, this is one of those blah weekends for fabbing, but they're important. You know, you have holes to fill. You don't have like slam dunk options. It's not Fabopalooza, but you, know, you still gotta, you know, find your needs there. And there, you know, the, the injuries keep stacking up. So you kind of have to stay on it there and uh, find out what you can do. It was it was easily the most active weekend I've had so far, and what the, the seven fab periods we've had, uh, mostly out of necessity. I had my 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 first main event team I drafted had um, seven guys that were hurt on the uh, on the bench, and then I had three guys on the aisle in my lineup uh, this weekend. So it was uh, it was kind of no choice. Uh, I just had to. I added five guys and dropped five guys. So that's like that's usually I'm like two or three, maybe up to four, but. Uh, Sometimes you don't have a choice. I'm, I'm actually excited about a couple of the guys I added. There's a couple of guys I want mm-hmm. to talk about that I didn't think had a lot of attention that I, I think maybe should. But uh, yeah, that team had, believe it or not, Jeff, that team had one guy homer all week. Oh, no. Did he have multiple homers at least? Well, yes. His name is Adolis Garcia. So of course he had multiple Oh, he, he's homers, the best player of all time. He yeah, actually might okay. be the best player of all time. But he had four home runs. The rest of my team combined had zero home runs. I don't think I've ever had that happen. It's uh, it's almost impossible to do that with you know 14 different offensive players. It doesn't help that three of the guys didn't play all weekend, but uh, it's hard to do. 
It is. It is. And you're, you know, that, that it serves as a good reminder, pay attention to all the cuts in your league. And I'm oh, looking yeah. at one of my mains right now and, Oh, there's Luis Robert. Not that I'm going to jump on that, but you know, it's just some hard decisions to make. Uh, yeah. Some guys. Well, that, I think I think Robert's probably a pretty easy one. I don't think if we're looking at like yeah. late August, maybe that's a, that's a, that's a pretty easy one. I think. Yeah. What about Adam Eaton? He got cut in one of my leagues. That's like a guy that could start a lot. I know he's been banged up over the weekend, but yeah. I mean that's someone I, I'm definitely watching this week to see uh, see how playing time looks, see how he looks. But that's someone that uh, you know, as we've talked about multiple times before this season, outfield is very difficult. Oh, I thought outfield was a little less difficult this week than it had been in the past few weeks. I did find uh, I had to add three outfielders. So I really dug deep on outfielders this week, but uh, I found that it was a, uh, it was a little, a uh, little looser than it was maybe uh, the last two or three weeks. So maybe you see, get some guys getting called up, some guys getting eligibility added. So there was, a, there was a little bit to bid on, but it's still uh yeah, someone like Adam Edom, he's playing every day. That's uh, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and that's, that's just someone you can do. Like I, we had to cut uh, Cole Calhoun a league. Okay. Had to cut Alejandro Kirk. And yeah. that one was hurt. That one hurts. That's a guy I was targeting, but in the in the NFBC, you just can't hold on to guys like that. I mean, he's out. He's out two months now. And he's a catcher. Like I really like him too, and he was a target for me. But I just I don't know how you can hold that. Yeah, and you're seeing some other tough tough calls like Colin Moran's a useful player, but he's yeah. on the IL now. Lucas really- Sims failed closer, you know, but he still could close. <laughs> you know, I picked up Amir Garrett in one league and in another league, I see Lucas Simmons getting close. So crazy world we live in. Here it is mid-May and we still don't have a full-time closer for the Reds. And it's funny. There's a bunch of teams like that. And I think that it's like, I think we keep trying to find like, well, who's going to be the guy. We might have a bunch of teams. There is no guy all year. I mean, I think yeah. you were talking about Tampa Bay this week, you know, with Diego Castillo out and there's, there's no way to know who the guy is because there isn't a guy. I mean, I think that Castillo had kind of been the bulk guy, the most of the most of the time guy. But without him there, I mean, it's just I picked up Pete Fairbanks in one league just because I wanted, you know, maybe some maybe some strikeouts. Maybe he slides into a save before Diego Castillo comes back. But um, I'm not anticipating anybody like taking the role there and running with him. Yeah, but then you saw how he's used today against your A's, and you're like, yep. he came in the seventh inning, uh, didn't even finish the eighth, let alone yep. the ninth. They had Kittredge, but Kittredge will open the next time. You yep. know, Jeffrey Springs. Has two saves and he pitched the fifth today. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah so the, okay. the answer is the closer. Who's the closer there? Is there there isn't one? Is what it comes down to. So. Well, and they said that it's not going to be long term for uh, Castillo. Yeah. So that's your Castillo. answer right there. Yeah. Just give it back later this week. So I think that's uh, you know yeah. if you're if you're doing if you're picking up any of those guys, I think it's on the cheap to get maybe a, maybe a cheap save, maybe to get some good ratios. And you know the Rays are a pretty good team. Maybe you slide into a win the way they use pitchers. So it's uh you know it's 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 workable that you pick up one of those guys as long as you're not expecting you know a three safe week or anything like that because I don't think anybody's yeah. getting that. Yeah, the sound you heard was everybody lowering their Fairbanks bids around four <laughs> o'clock Pacific today. But yeah, uh, yeah no doubt. It was funny. I was watching that game. Like, this is going to affect Andrew Kitch got picked up in my main for thirty three bucks, and he probably doesn't even get picked up without that usage today. So it's one of those. Oh, things of course. That, uh, it's amazing what what Sunday afternoon does uh, does to bids. But before we get into Fab, let's talk about a little bit about Week Seven um, coming up here. We have seven teams with seven games. We have three teams with five games. Jeff, the Dodgers, Mets, and Cubs play five. Um, yep. The Rocky, the Rockies have an all home week. I think we kind of, we, I think we referenced that last week. They play uh, three against the Padres, four against your Reds in Denver. So a seven game. Our Reds, week. yes, our, our Reds. Let's get uh, that right. Yeah, I don't know if I'm fully going with that. Luis Castillo might be causing me to have a breakup with the Reds. So mm, okay, fair. Yeah. Tough, how, but fair. How about mostly? I'm mostly on the Reds. So it's uh, okay. Yeah, he's been uh, it's uh, it's it's been a tough Luis Castillo uh, <laughs> start of the season. Uh, the funny thing is with Castillo, just since was up. Uh, Someone posted on Twitter, but like it, it just, it, I think it was Ryan Bloomfield, but it just, 
it's really sticks at home where you look at everybody drafted around him and they've all been fantastic. Like you look oh, at yeah. Bueller, Bueller and Woodruff and Glass now and Burns. And if you want to go a little bit higher, you know, Darvish and, uh, you know, a couple of guys up there, Kershaw, just like if you took anybody back Castillo, just threw a dart and took anyone else, you'd be doing really well right now. Except for Blake Snell. I throw that yeah. one in. He's in the vicinity. He's in the, I would yes. say in the periphery. Of yeah, I was, pick, I was a pick 21 and he was not a consideration for me. So I'm kind of going with the, the bucket of guys yeah. I was looking at. I have, 97 points in that main event with uh, Castillo. And I think Rudy Gamble posted, you know, what the average more, uh, you know, amount of points you would have more in a 15 team or in a kind of, oh, no. yeah, I, didn't, oh, no. I, I wish he hadn't, <laughs> he has him too. So he posted it out of his own, uh, you know, kind of uh, beating himself up, but it was, uh, it was tough to read. Right. Misery loves company. I get it. And we all have, we all have those kind of like, if I didn't do this, Oh, what would happen? I mean, Jack Flaherty's got six wins. He hasn't been great, but he's got six wins. Yeah, so, I feel like he's been pretty good lately, though. I feel like he's yeah. kind of turned the corner. He, I mean, six wins is that's golden a season like this. Are you? Yeah. I don't want to get too much on Castillo because everybody's talked about it a lot this week. But are you? Are you confident all of in the turnaround? Do you think that he's something's wrong with him? Do you think this is uh, like if you had to guess an end of year ERA? What's what's Castillo going to end at if you had to project it right now? What's he like six something right now? Six twenty. I think um, that uh, I think he's safe from being the worst pitcher in baseball because I think Kyle Hendricks passed him today for ERA among qualified starters. Yeah, I don't know. He's on our show notes, so we'll get to yeah. him. But uh, Castillo's a six point four two. Six four two. Yeah, I think I'd say that he ends up with. Okay, so I, I'm going to be pretty optimistic here. Four forty, four thirty. Uh, it's not going to be great, but he's going to cut cut it down. So yeah, that's, I think that's still like probably a three six or so the rest of the way for Sunday yeah. the season. Yeah, I mean that's I. I I'd sign up for that right now if you want to lock it in. So points in his favor. He's been a slow starter before, yeah. like really slow starter before. Even last year, you know, he, that, that the first month versus second month Castillo is pretty different. Uh, two, uh, two or B, I forget if I, what I did, but um, velocity isn't way off or anything. It's a little off, but it's not way off. The, the, although change up velocity is down a little bit too, which is weird. He got one swing and miss off of his change up against yeah. Cleveland on Saturday. That, one. That's my big uh, concern is as, as you watch the highlights of the replay, he's just not getting any swing and misses. Yeah. And he's starting to throw his change up less frequently. And the good news is he gets Coors Field to fix that this week. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, welcome, welcome to my fun time looking at Fab. I'm like, oh, I wonder who he gets this week. Where, what am I going to do? And I'm like, oh, God. It's just- so uh, let me ask you are you benching him? No. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't. I think know it's that, legit. I don't. Th- I think it's very legit. I don't. I could be very wrong on that one. It's probably a little bit that I am a stubborn human being. Uh, it's probably a little bit that I don't know if I can live myself. He threw a really good start, but mostly it's my other options are going to be not very good. I I have a yeah. couple stashes and I have like Tony Gonsolin on that team. I have a couple closers and waiting. Um, so I think it's a combination of those three things why it's going to put him in my lineup this week. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I yeah, it's it's a d- I'm, difficult I'm, decision. I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. No, you shouldn't. Although I think, isn't it Friday night when everybody watches baseball too? So uh, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it very well could be. So um, let's see. So we got talked about the Rockies. Uh, the Reds have a great schedule. Obviously they have the four games at cores. They have three at Pittsburgh. So they are facing uh weak pitching, um, good environment, obviously in Colorado. So I think that uh, Reds offensive players be a lot of stacking in DFS. Uh, you want to get them in your lineups this week. Uh, Houston has a good, a good schedule too. Uh, the Houston offense is quietly really, really good. The top five guys, like if you average yeah. about hitting like 310 or 315 or something like that. I know that Kyle Tucker finally got a little bit warm today, but he had been struggling. But the, the top five guys are just – they're rolling right now. Uh, they have three at home against the Angels and four at home against Texas. We should see a lot of Astros runs this week. Yeah, we should. Um, and, you know, I, I 
yeah, they're, they're, they feel like they're just as a team, they're clicking too now too. And that they're going to get some, yeah, they're going to get some reinforcements pitching. You saw the news that uh, they're going to get, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Frank Frank back on, yeah. in June, yeah. uh, which is ahead of schedule, but they've never said what the schedule was, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it, but yeah, they're 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 clicking, and I, yeah, I they, love how I love how dramatic Dusty is too. He's like, it's a miracle. He's going to be back in June. Like he's, <laughs> he's just he sees. I actually kind of I used to not like Dusty. I kind of like Dusty now. He's so dramatic though; it cracks me up. I I feel the same about him. You know, I I hated it when the Reds hired him, but I also didn't really like it when they got rid of him. Yeah, and I think uh, he's I a he really got like, a raw deal. I think he's a really good guy too, which is yes. makes, makes yes. it hard to go. And he's in a tough spot in Houston where he's like got to stick up for his guys, and he kind of says some stuff. You're like, really, Dusty? I mean, this all the stuff happened in Houston, but like, he what else is he going to say? He's he wasn't stick up part of guys. that though. Yeah, I and mean, that's, but that's why he's there is to be like the veteran guy and stick up for his guys. He's got to he has to have their back no matter what. I mean, he yeah. has to he has he can't go out there and be like my players deserve all the booing they're getting and move on because then you suddenly lose the clubhouse really fast. Yeah, if I ever had talent. I would love to have played for him, or if I ever had offspring that were capable of playing baseball, I'd love for them to play for him too. But it still, it still freaks me out that his kid that uh, that got picked up by JT Snow at home plate is now uh, playing baseball at Cal, which is it just makes me feel old. There, every day there's a reminder of that man. Uh, every day, and you're not even as old as I am. But every time, uh, every time the Blue Jays play and you see all the juniors come up, yeah, it makes me feel really old. I know, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I used to, I used to draft your dad. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, we have a couple of uh, AL teams going to NL parks. Obviously, always important. We have Baltimore uh, plays two against the Mets in uh, City Field. I almost called it Shea. Tuesday, Wednesday, Seattle's at the Dodgers. Tuesday, Wednesday, Texas is at uh, San Francisco. Monday, Tuesday, and Toronto's at Atlanta. Tuesday, Thursday. Not a ton of like DH type guys issues there. Like Rowdy Telez might be a problem there. Mm-hmm. Probably he's uh, going to sit the first half of the week. But um, the rest of those teams, Texas, Seattle, Baltimore, like you're not really losing a, a DH. You're really, really worried about. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Um, I, I want to ask you about uh, Robbie Ray. He's got two starts this week. The first one's against Atlanta. Did you know that Atlanta going into today, uh, and I don't know how much that's changed, uh, is got the second lowest WRC plus against lefties so far this year? I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Little they, faced, well, they faced Nola tonight, so it wouldn't have changed. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like Matt Moore pitched in relief later, but that's, oh, like, yeah, that's almost true. unfair anyhow the other way. <laughs> uh, but – yeah, I, I, it might just be it's a lack of you know innings, and it could just be against one elite guy or something like that. But eh, it's just it's just a little a little tidbit to file away there that you know maybe he's not it's not a duster. I, I'm never Robbie Ray, but maybe I should be sometimes Robbie Ray. I don't know. Uh, I think Robbie Ray has done enough. I'm a never Robbie Ray guy too. I think he's done enough this year so far that I've definitely thrown him for two. Yeah, uh, if the, I if the, I had, did have him, I would throw him for two. Who's and the then second start against? Season, uh, home start against Philly, which home is this month is still in uh, Dunedin and June. It's going to be Buffalo. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's kind of the week seven schedule. Let's jump into fab. I want to ask you about some pitchers first. Um, Luis Garcia, we were talking about the Astros earlier. Um, he has been pitching very well, 3.28 ERA in uh, 24.2 innings. Uh, K rate's nice at 28%, walk rate's under 10%. Uh, in 2019, uh, Luis pitched in a high, a high A and low A, 108 innings, uh, ERA just under three was really good there. Two home starts this week, LA and Texas. Uh, swing strike rate's big at 14%. Was he available in your uh, your 12-teamers? Did you go after him? I think he was taken in most of the main events. I think he was taken. Uh, actually, I'm looking right now, smacking me in the face that he was available and uh, he, in, in one of my two mains. And so, he, wow, was and, that, how big was that bid? It wasn't big. It was 29. 
uh, with a second place bid of unless let me double check, make sure it's the right Luis Garcia. I mean, that is something you do have to check on there, but it was the pitcher. Uh, so he went for 29 with a second place bid of 27. Uh, my, me and my crack staff missed that one, or at least, or did we? Uh, no, we weren't really looking to add starting pitchers this week. That, yeah, that, it's just, it's but just, he was it's team dynamic. Yeah, that changes. Actually, he was on our list, uh, but he I had him behind a bunch of outfielders because we need an outfielder, uh, and we don't, you know, such a juggernaut couldn't possibly cut some of these guys to add him too. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's interesting. You have an offense to score a lot of runs. You know, he has to get through five innings, but he's someone that uh, you know, if you're chasing wins a little bit, uh, we talked about uh, you know last week and the week before about how sketchy some of these two star pitchers are. Um, he's a guy that I think you can uh, you can feel pretty good tossing in. They won't hurt you, and uh, you know, hopefully goes deep enough the game where he gets a chance for a win or two. Yeah, that's right. You know, and set you, know, you bet on bet on the team. I yeah, I'm sure. kind of kicking myself now. Who should I have cut? But to try to get one more uh, to get at him as well. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, you can't get too greedy. You can't have like three $40 guys every week. Right. Uh, and we had a, we one one for 39 one for 34 would have required another $30 bid to get him. Next thing you know, you're out of a hundred and there's still, you know, 20 more weeks left in the season. So that's, yeah, that's I mean, very true. Um, Casey Mize was someone that, uh, as the week was going on, got a little bit of fab buzz that kind of went away with the, with the Tigers rain out today. So he, uh, he lost yep. his two start week, um, but does get one start against Kansas city, uh, 4.41 ERA so far. I just want to talk about Mize in general, uh, with fab and kind of baseball general, his, his K rates really low. It's 16% walk rates about 10%. So it's a little bit high. You can kind of get away with that, but not striking guys out swing strike rates down to 8.8% compared to what it was in his short time last year. Um, I looked at him in double A in 2019, you know, strikeout rate you hope is in the minors is pretty good. It was 23 and a half percent there. So not bad, but not really jumping off the page at you. Um, how do you feel about Mize going forward? You know, this year, obviously in, in a keeper league, he's someone that you're, you know, he's his number one overall pick. Um, been good his last couple starts, four earned runs total in 12 innings, but walk, has seven walks in that stretch too. I'm a, I'm a, I'm concerned about the lack of K's plus the, uh, plus the walks. Yeah. I think he's one of those, you know, the, the, the K's will catch up to the stuff guys. But not this year, or yeah. not until late this year. Let's face it; he's got sixty major league innings, sixty-one major league innings. You know, it, it, give it time; it'll come. But you know, it, it takes its growing pains a little bit there. Yeah, you know, I'm with you on the uh, you know, a little concerned about the lack of case this year. It's he's not as an extreme example as Dustin May. He doesn't throw as hard, but right. it's that sort of genre. You know, p- elite pitching prospect throws pretty hard. I mean, the average fastball is ninety-four. That's still. Yeah. As a starting pitcher, that's still pretty freaking hard. Um, yeah, I, I'd say that I, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't kick myself over not getting him this year in the year, you know, year 2021. Uh, right. And thing is, though, I'll say this the following week, he gets at Seattle, at KC, a two step there. It's not so bad. I mean, it versus home versus home versus KC, home versus the Cubs, a Cubs team that has wakened up at the plate, uh, one of the best hitting teams in baseball the last two weeks, actually. Uh, some of that has to do with their 13 to 12 game against the Reds over uh, last weekend. But yeah. uh, regardless, my, uh, my, my buddy Tyler Anderson scoffs at your Cubs love. He pitched well again today. He's been your really buddy. Good. Why yeah. is, your, is he your buddy? Cause you picked him up or is he your buddy? Cause you actually know him. No, I picked him up for the, uh, the two starts this week. He had a really good week. Yeah. He's definitely your buddy. Um, got a win and, you know. They 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 tried to blow it. Uh, Richard Rodriguez and Cal Crick tried to give up the six two lead, but luckily uh, Javier Baez uh, helped him out there at the end. Well, you know Richard Rodriguez was amazing until today. He yes. actually had pitched a reliever perfect game. He had gone twenty seven batters in a row and, and change, 
uh, without allowing anybody to reach base. That's so awesome. can't really complain about him. No, you really um, can't. It was Kyle Crick came in and hit Rizzo and then walked the next guy and kind of started the issue. And then a couple hits later, suddenly it was six, five with a guy on second and two outs. I was a little bit worried, but uh, luckily, uh, luckily Baez bounced out, bounced out to end the game. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, and the thing is too, about that game, Hendricks, and I know we, I keep going, you know, I'm jumping ahead on the outline, but yeah, Hendricks got Babbitt to death. If you look at the, uh, you know, the exit velocities in that first inning, there was like a, a, a one that was like a 45 mile an hour hit. You know, the, the hardest hit ball was 89 miles an hour. Uh, he didn't give up a single hard hit ball. The defense was atrocious behind him. Uh, Marisnik got hurt on one play. I saw and that, then, yeah. Yeah, it just, it was bad luck. He wasn't giving up rockets or anything. But isn't it ironic that, you know, you, you're like, you're contemplating, do you start it for this two-step? Because one of them's against the Dodgers. Turns out the Dodgers was the soft spot and the Pirates right. was the landmine. Um, saying all that, I assume that you throw uh, you throw Hendricks back out this week. They're at Detroit. I think if yeah. you draft them, you got you got to throw that right. <laughs> if you're not throwing that, what are you doing? I mean, you, yeah, if you're, you're not throwing cutting. that, you're, you're you're cutting them. Um, yeah. A couple of, couple of the guys who have two starts this week, I'm going to ask you about both of them, kind of in a group here, because I was uh, as I went through, I kind of crossed them both off, uh, not quickly but fairly quickly. Uh, Mitch Keller and Eric Fetty. There were not a lot of two starts this week. This is kind of what we got down. To. There's a lot of there's a lot of really good pitchers pitching twice this week, which which caused the problem. There's a lot of guys that. Uh, you know, we like that uh, that are owned everywhere that uh, are pitching mm-hmm. twice this week. But uh, Keller has two home starts this week against Cincy and the Giants. He's struggled so far. He's got an air 6-3. He was someone a couple years ago was a hot name that people really thought was kind of an up-and-coming prospect guy. He's just struggled. Um, yeah. He did have he did have a good uh, good ERA last year in 21 innings, but it was he looked close. It was super lucky. He was ERA under three, but it, it would have gotten a lot worse if he kept pitching. He's got a 51% hard hit rate this year. There was I, I couldn't find anything here that I really liked. He walks a ton of guys. The strikeout rate's not great. Um, I stayed away from both Keller and Fetty. Were you guys in on either of them? Uh, I don't want any of that cheese with Fetty and uh, Keller. Is Not good. Like, Not that was, good. I've done better. I've done yeah, better. That wasn't great. Uh, yeah. It was a good uh, effort though. Yeah, it wasn't really. I had a better one on Twitter <laughs> with that one earlier this week and I just was scrambling to try to remember it instead I just said cheese. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, with Fetty, uh, he had, against Toronto, he had that really nice start. Mm-hmm. Uh and I, it was, I was tweeted about that, I think. And then he had another nice one against Arizona. But even his upside, it's like five, six innings. Okay. Yeah, any port in a storm. If you're really hurting for wins, you got to take that chance. Home start against Philly at Arizona. Team he did well against earlier, I guess. But it was a facsimile of itself earlier. Arizona's actually been pretty yeah. pesky lately. You know, they're, they're fifth in baseball in runs. Yeah, that, that's pesky. I that's was better than pesky. Somewhat, I, that came up somewhere earlier today, and I was stunned. I, I kind of figured maybe they were top half. I was really surprised to see them in the top five. And they're all doing it without Cattell Marte. So, uh, and my, there's a lot of them without Christian Walker too. I mean, it's yeah. been it's been impressive. Josh Rojas is coming on. Uh, Pavin, Pavin Smith has been pretty good. Like it's uh, they're just kind of piecing together and scoring a lot of runs. Yeah, they lost today against the Mets, and in fact, the, the Mets kind of got well against them a little bit. But and Smith struck out in this one plate appearance, but he he had a 16 pitch strikeout. It was pretty wild. But, was that uh, against DeGrom or after DeGrom left? Uh, it was after DeGrom left. It was gotcha. uh, the setup guy and the reason why they had to bring in Diaz in the eighth. Um, oh, I got you. The name is escaping me right now because it wasn't one of their normal setup guys. but uh, Or maybe it is, and I just don't watch enough Mets games. But regardless, uh, you know, it's one of those where I, I couldn't quite remember uh, exactly who it was uh, that, uh, you know, that uh, – yeah, did that. Jacob, but anyways, Jacob, Jacob Barnes, Barnes is what you're looking for. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just stammer long enough, and then you can look it up and correct, get the facts. So I appreciate what do you, you that. You think I looked it up, huh? 
Yeah, so I'm sure you had that by memory there because <laughs> it just seared into your memory. It was your favorite moment of Mother's Day, but uh, yeah, it's so and it's funny with Fetty's like strikeouts are up. When you look a little closer, his swing strike rate's only seven percent. His CSW is twenty two percent. Actually, like among the lowest of his career. So I think the strikeouts are a bit of a fluke right now. I just I couldn't mm-hmm. get at both those guys. But the guy who I really do like was available in a few twelve teamers is uh, Adbelt Alzale with the Cubs. Um, this dude's pitching really well. Twenty six innings so far. I know his ERA is four and a half. Uh, but it's FIPS 372. Uh, the, the K to walk is what's really exciting. He's got a 30% yep. K, K rate, a 7% walk rate. Um, you know, the the, the the walks the last couple of years in the, in the majors, uh, you know, was over 14% limited innings. But now it looks kind of closer to his numbers in the minors walk rate-wise. So he's kind of stabilized there. Um, this is a guy that I think this is probably the last week to grab him in 12-teamers because I, I don't think he's coming back in the waiver wire anytime soon. Yeah, I agree. I just missed out on one of mine. Uh, 15, 13, I think I had the 11 which is kind of frustrating uh, in one of them. And it's it's a team that's struggling too. So it really would have been nice to have that little shot in the arm. But I guess I was stingy. So that's my – that's I'll go home with that lesson. Yeah, I was in the – I think I was in the 30s or 40s for him. He went for 75 in my online. So I wasn't even that uh, that close. There was uh, there was one guy in one of my onlines that decided to open up the pocket. He had the top three bids in my league. So obviously he probably was struggling and probably wanted to spend some money and I ended up kind of smoking mm-hmm. us for a bunch of the, bunch of the main names. But – we talked about Rays relievers. Um, I want to talk about Tyler Rogers in San Francisco. Uh, there was a quote earlier this week. Gabe Kapler said that uh, you know, he might try and work Rogers in some save ops after, after uh, Jake McGee got smoked in Colorado there. McGee did have a save on Friday night where he walked the, locked the leadoff guy then struck out three guys in a row. But I watched that outing. I went back and watched it, and he was like, he just was not hitting spots, and he, he just no. has enough enough of a heater that he was he was still striking guys. I struck out three Padres. Um McGee's weird. He's at 87% fastballs right now. He was 97% fastballs last year. I just, it's crazy that he can just throw that fastball over and over and still be effective. But most of the time he is. I mean, the ERA is a little bit high this year. He's allowed three home runs. But uh, do you like Rodgers? Do you think they make a switch? Do you think we see more of a committee than we've seen the first six weeks? How do you think the Giants end up uh, working out here maybe over the next month or so? I know it's hard to predict Kapler, but uh, what do you think? Yeah, I know. And the problem is, so I have Jake McGee, so that save was on my watch. And I'm ever thankful for that last called third strike against Hassan Kim because that yeah, was not a strike. It was not a strike. Uh, I was I was putting uh, putting put my child to bed, and I was watching it uh, in the dark, and I was like, I can't, obviously can't cheer, but I was like, yeah, that's not a strike. Yeah, uh, I'll, I, I'll take it. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think something's different about him. Ever since – well, I think maybe it's just that the, every, the whole baseball world knows he's just throwing fastball, and yeah. if he's not precise with it, if he doesn't have the command, then that's problem problematic. Uh, you fall behind the count, you give up homers. That that's kind of not great. Um, I think that Rogers. I mean, Rogers throwing great right now. I, I had a little bit of him last year, and he was super frustrating. He was, but he's super good right now. You know, only ten Ks. Maybe that's the one thing. Ten Ks in nineteen innings. You'd like to see a closer miss more bats, but only four walks in those 19 innings. Yeah. And Six, 68, 68% ground ball rate, I think, is kind of what you're paying for. You're hoping he's just, uh, you know, got to give up three hits to give up a run. And some, sometimes the bat's going to kill you there. Sometimes it's not. But, uh, yeah, I had him last year, too, and he was he was frustrating. But um, mm-hmm. pitching well, um, getting a lot of ground balls. Like we said, the K rate's weight. It was 22% last year. I was surprised how high it was. It's 13% right now. That always scares me with the closer because, you know, you get two guys on base and you want someone that can can get someone out with a punch out. But uh, I had some bids in on him. I was a little bit lower. Uh, I was uh, I think I got outbid yeah. in a couple spots, but uh, I have McGee in a couple leagues. So I'm hoping that uh, he can stabilize a little bit. But uh, I know I wish he would just mix in that slider a little bit. Just, just show it a little bit because I, I feel like guys are really sitting fastball right now. Yeah. One more point on Rogers. Uh, you think a sidearm like that, you know, lefties would hit him pretty hard. 
but it's the opposite's true. He's got a, you know, and maybe not, not he, no one's hitting him hard, but lefties are hitting 094 against them so far. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Year. Last year, they were hitting 231. Uh, you know, you would think, you know, side armors against lefties usually is a problem, but yep. it's it's the opposite with him, which, hey, tip your hat to him. If I was wearing a hat right now, I'd tip it. I'd, I'm yeah, I'm I'm really impressed by that. I thought I, I kind of would have thought his issue as a closer would be that uh, he would struggle against lefties, but um, it looks like, and he doesn't even throw, he doesn't even throw a changeup. Usually those side, those under the you know, submariner type guys throw that changeup to get lefties out, but um, right. he doesn't even throw one. He's, he's, he's four seam, he's curveball as you know, a few sinkers here and there, but, um, usually uh, without a changeup, it's tough to get those lefties out, but clearly it's working. Yeah, it is. Uh, before let's, let's move to some hitters on, uh, on fab, but first a note from our sponsors. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. 
So, Jeff, there were a bunch of outfielders that I thought were interesting this week, which is uh, we talked about earlier has not happened a lot. Uh, the first, I'm going to butcher his name, probably Trevor Larnock in Minnesota. I got called up. Am I, did I say it right or no? Close. I had to look it up for the XM show today. It's Larnack. Larnack. Damn it. I was yeah. close. Um, so, obviously, he's interesting. I got called up. Um, Alex Kirilov and Byron Buxton went to the IL. Um, Buxton sounds like it's going to be weeks rather than days. So, there's a, there's a limited run of playing time here. I mean, you know, I don't think that if he uh, – he, he's there. he was their number three prospect, I think, coming into this year. Uh, yeah, guys like Kyle Garlick and, and Jake Cave kind of getting at bats right now. So you got to figure if uh, if he, he plays well, there's a little bit of runway of playing time here. He's, he was good yeah. in 2019, uh, A and double A, hit 309, 13 home runs, 127 games, had a lot of power in college. He hit seven, 19 home runs at Oregon State in 68 games. Uh, most of the stuff I read about him was like the, the, the power is real. He's got a lot of raw power. Um, where were you on uh, on this one in terms of prospects? Were you aggressive with him, or are you worried about playing time? Where do you fall on Larnack? I was aggressive is my top choice. Uh, right. Alas, I did not get him, but I was aggressive, so there there was that. But how much I, how I, much did he go for in your main event? Okay, so first main he went for uh, seventy seven. We had the second place bid of fifty nine. Uh, so that's all you know. Yay, second place bids. Uh, you know, Fred will be proud of us. Uh, and then in the second main where we had less of a need, I think it was 59 to 49. Uh, and yeah, we, although we ended up with Tyrone Taylor instead as uh, a kind of consolation love, prize. No, that's not going to be a consolation prize. I got him for two bucks on a post. But, that is, uh, that's going to be the best two bucks you guys spend this year. You think so? I hope we're, so. We're going to talk about him in a couple spots here, but I, uh, as the day went along, I moved, actually moved up Tyrone Taylor above, uh, above Larnack. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, Funny, Larnack went for 88 in one of my mains and 13 in the other one. So it's, it's always yeah. funny, you know, these are a lot of the same players, a lot of, but uh, you just, you still get a, a big range. You know, it's just, uh, you know, if you don't think keep modest bids do work in the, in the main event, they do work sometimes. I, I got Larnack yeah. for 13. Just, he was my, I think he was my third choice. I had a, I had a list of about 708 outfielders and he was my third one. Wow. I ended up getting him for 13. I, I had him higher in the, I had higher money in the, in the other bids, but I, the third bit I had lowered, so I didn't spend too much money. But I was surprised I got thirteen bucks. So I'm kind of uh, looking forward to it. I think that uh, it'll be fun to watch. I don't know. Uh, it depends on how long Karloff and Buxton are probably out, but uh, it'd be interesting to see if they if he plays well, what it looks like when they do come back to. Yeah, that's true. And you know, yeah, you know, the, the Twins are kind of. I mean, they're a win now team. So if he's producing, they're going to let him play. You know, he's just he's got to get off to get start. Zero for four in his first game, got hit by a pitch. That's it. But. As you were, said, got rained out. Rained out today, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Taylor Ward is playing most days for the Angels right now. We talk about Larnack as a prospect. Ward's not really, but he's twenty seven. Um, but you look at twenty nineteen in AAA. I mean, he was what he was twenty five. So it's kind of he was you know a little bit old for AAA, but uh, hit two hit uh, three oh six I think with twenty seven home runs, eleven stolen bases, a speed power guy. Played thirty four games with the Angels last year. Hit two seventy seven. Didn't he home runs, but had two stolen bases. Had a good hard hit rate, forty seven percent. He's hit the ball hard so far. Or in his twenty in his twenty nineteen games, he had played twenty games. Hit the ball hard there. Um, what do you feel about Ward? It feels like a guy that uh, maybe uh, you know not a quad A guy, but uh, someone that uh, is finally getting up to this level. Um, sometimes those guys hit though. I don't know. I, I had trouble kind of placing Ward in my outfield bids today. Yeah, I think he's a placeholder is what he is yeah. uh, until Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh are ready. Uh, and I think Adele is sooner rather than later. Uh, it seems that that's what they want. I mean, obviously he struggled uh, last year when they called him up, but uh, I think he has three extra base hits so far in the in the minors. So maybe it's like that you know come up once, struggle, then come up uh, come up and rake. Uh, Got to think it's not too long before they go there, right? 
Yeah, I mean, Juan Ligaris is going to factor in. They're kind of mismashing right now until they, they, the prospects are getting ready. Uh, you know, and they've got third base open, off obviously, too, uh, and right now with uh, with uh, uh, Rendon on the IL. So yeah. you got to look at it from that standpoint, too. Uh, the other guy that's uh, also kind of factoring in a little bit is Jose Rojas, but he's a 28-year-old guy. Uh, yeah. He's kind of another quad-A guy. I, I mean, I, I put bids on on Ward, but I was kind of – yeah, just let, let's slow the roll just a little bit here. Yeah, Didn't get I, him. I, I did the same. I moved him down to like the fourth or fifth guy. I mean, I like he can play every day, and then he can work an outfield for a little bit. But like you said, I think placeholder is a pretty good word for him. Yeah. So let's talk Tyrone Taylor. Uh, he's Please. playing. He's playing with the injury to Christian Yelich. Um, the thing that jumped out to me is uh, you look at a game log. He hit third the last four games, and that's uh, that's, that's that's something I like true. to see. Uh, in 2019 in AAA, obviously there were no minors last year. He had 14 home runs, five stolen bases at 269. 2018 in AAA, 20 home runs, 13 stolen bases, 119 games, hit 278 there. Um, in 2020, he did get called up to the majors. He had 41 plate appearances and a couple home runs. Um, but you got a guy who has a, a speed power combo in the minors. Uh, but more importantly to me, he doesn't strike out. I love guys that, you know, when they, usually you get these guys that are speed car combo guys, like we have Adolis Garcia, who's obviously been awesome, but he does strike out a lot. Uh, Tyron yeah. Taylor, K rate's under 20% last year in his uh, short time and this year. Uh, he's got a 13% barrel rate in 2020 and 2021. As the day went on, and I was looking at these outfitter guys, he just feels to me like a guy that is getting a chance. He's hitting the middle of the lineup right now. And I think you got to take chances on guys like this. Speed power combo doesn't strike out a lot. There's some tools there. Has a run of playing time. I don't think we have any clue when Yelich is coming back. I don't think the Brewers have any idea that you like switched up his training uh, routine this week. And especially that's going to do anything. He's he's throwing and running, but not hitting. And I'm like, that that sounds fantastic. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> but I mean, you got a guy who's they they like him enough that he's hitting third right now. And you know, if they like him enough for that, it's it's someone that I was willing to take a chance on. And it wasn't you didn't need a big bid to get him. And I'm I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to, excited about getting my lineup no that's yep good uh, i hope you're right uh you know you, you know sometimes the older prospects you know they they can contribute right away i mean the fact is they're playing a lot he's playing a lot now but they still have bradley obviously garcia and lorenzo kane active right now so that yeah. i i guess I'm, I'm i'm seeing the playing time right now but i'm having a hard time envisioning it standing especially if he goes through any sort of slump and let's face it like the lot i don't know what did he do today? I, I missed what he did today, but he had two hits. Okay, so that gives that doubles the amount of hits he's had in the last six games. So it's not like he's really been tearing it up, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there, there's some there's some upside. I'll grant you that, but I, I don't think this is like a no. I, I don't think this is a slam dunk. I hope. I hope for your sake he's right because no, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a slam dunk either. But as as we we're going through, I just, I just saw enough. I'm looking, we're looking at. When you're doing a, a fab and a 15 team, you're looking for kind of anything to grasp onto, and there was there was enough here that I think he's uh, he was more interesting than I thought he was. Say uh, when I started this morning looking at looking at names, so I uh, I got more excited about him. I moved him up a list. I mean, I'm not I bid I've been in the 20s for him, so that'll tell you that I was excited to see him and get him, but uh, I was not going crazy for him. And if, uh, but I'm I'm excited about. It. I think that uh, I think he's got a little bit a little bit of chance here to uh, to do something for for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and you know we dropped Alex Dickerson for him. It wasn't like uh, we, we gave too. up a whole lot. Um, I still have Nimmo on the IL. We held on to him, but you know, the thing is that that's the league we're not really hurt. I mean, we wanted to have another outfielder just in case because Andrew McCutcheon has been losing some playing time. Tyler O'Neill didn't start today. Uh, you know, it, it's something that we want to make that have some flexibility. We do have Biggio starting in the outfield right now. Josh Rojas is available to us to play in the outfield too. He's now outfield eligible. So yep. have some, have some, uh, options, which is, which are great. 
it's a good, it's a good, it's a good thing to have. On on one of my main event teams, I had three outfielders this weekend. The other one, I had eight. So it clearly, I needed to yeah, fix yeah, yeah. that a little bit. So it's funny how that works. It just you know, there's no, there's no rhyme reason. And I think that everybody was bitten by injuries last ten days. It's been like I, I, every time I get a text from a friend or look at Twitter, it seems like somebody else uh, tweaked something or got a strain. It's been it's been a weird, weird run of injuries. And I think coming into the season, we were worried about you know COVID stuff and guys missing for that. It's it's actually been real injuries though. It's just they they keep coming too. It sounds like texting and tweeting is what's causing injuries, apparently. But what you said, we should stop doing that. It might be every time. Every time I get a message, I'm like, "Oh, who got hurt now?" It's just. Uh, do they? Do you get? So you get that? Like people are like taunt slash sympathy. Text? No, no, more like group chains with friends, like updating. Okay. And here's here's what here's why Jagram left that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah, and I do this all the time, but right. Yeah, when I look up and I, I'm like, oh, here we go. And just uh, it's usually is usually some sort of news update. And it's either like someone hit a three on Homer or someone got hurt. And lately it's felt yeah. like everybody's gotten hurt. Yeah, it, it does feel like that. Um, so we, we're speaking of guys getting hurt. George Springer went back on the aisle uh. and they, the, the Blue Jays called up uh, Rowdy Telez. He struggled so far this year, hitting a buck seventy nine. But you look at his look at underlying numbers. He's got a sixty percent hard hit rate, a fourteen percent barrel rate. Really big numbers there. Uh, if you take twenty nineteen and twenty twenty together, he played one hundred forty six games, hit twenty nine home runs. I don't know how playing time works out here. You know, especially they're on the road in, in Atlanta this week, so it's probably not going to be a good time for him. But the DH spot is open right now with uh, with Springer out. They can play all their outfielders. They can play Biggio. Um, he has improved strikeout numbers the last couple of years. I think Telez is someone that uh, you might run into a hot power streak, which is what you're kind of looking for. You pick him up. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame they can't use the DH in Atlanta. I mean, yeah. it should be a park that he do really well in, uh, you know, but he, he, there's no place for him to play because Vlad only can play first. Uh, and, and moreover, like the outfielders, I mean, yeah, we, you, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, Teoscar last week, he's back and he's hitting cleanup. He's, he's, had some pretty big hits this last week. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel's not hitting, though. That's the guy that could be odd man out eventually. Yeah, we're actually going to talk about that at the end here because Randall, yep. Grich- Randall Grichik's the guy that has been absolutely mashing. He's been he's been really, really good. So um, when Springer comes back, it'll be interesting to see what the heck they do. But uh, Jonathan VR also playing right now because J.D. Davis is out. Sounds like he's going to be back pretty soon. But I don't know. VR is a guy that I don't really think can hit. But, you know, he had still had 16 stolen bases in 52 games last year. Only hit 230. Eligible at second, short, and third. I picked him up in a couple 12-teamers, hoping to just steal some steal some bags this week. Yep. But, uh, you know, I think that's what he's there for. If he's going to play every day, he's probably going to run. If he gets on base, it's just a matter of him getting on base. Hitters are streamable, too. Uh, yeah. that, that's exactly what he is right now. I, I agree there. I mean, if he's playing every day, he suddenly uh, has a spot in fancy laps, which he didn't when he was, you know, kind of playing two, three times a week. That was the issue there. He got drafted everywhere, and the people dropped him. But mm-hmm. uh, if he's playing every day, fantasy-wise, you kind of have to stomach the batting average and go with it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Josh Naylor is a guy that's kind of the opposite end. He plays every day, but he's just really kind of boring. But, you know, hitting 265, which is a good average these days, two home runs, one stolen base is not exciting in 110 plate appearances. But uh, hard contact to 40%, 10% barrel. You know, K rate's up, but still pretty good. Fly ball rate's up a little bit. Uh, he felt like me like someone that if you need some at-bats, you need someone that's playing every day, he he works in a 15-teamer just because he's, he's out there compiling some counting stats. Yeah, he does. And uh... – you know, I don't know. I mean, Cleveland's boring. Yeah, Cleveland's offense is boring. The st- city of Cleveland, I won't vouch for plus or minus on that. Drew Carey says it rocks, so okay, let's <laughs> go with that. But, uh, you know, Naylor, I mean, I, I still – and we, I, we all remember the playoff game, right? I mean, it, yep. that's always like, yeah, he's got power. He yep. can do this. We know this. Funny how one big moment like that sticks in your head for so long. Yeah, I mean, in, the, in fairness, he did come up as a pretty big prospect in San Diego too. It's just yeah. – 
Now, you know, it's, I think it was a first round draft pick. I think he was originally with the Marlins, if I recall correctly, as a first round pick. And the fact that two franchises gave up on him is a little annoying, but it's problematic for our narrative with him. But uh, yeah, he could be useful. Uh, yeah, again, if he's available and you need help, sure. Throw him yeah, in there. I mean, every day at bats. That was a good call. He was 12th overall pick by the Marlins in 2015. I'm impressed. Yeah, don't be. It was just, you know, it was just a minor little thing to remember. So that's kind of outfield and corner. I want to hit uh, catcher really quick. Yes, um, I got it, guys. Same guy that you have on your, Will, on your list. William Contreras, Wilson's little brother, um, got a lot of attention in 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 uh, in drafts this or in in, in, in Fab this weekend. Um, there's a lot of people that are starting catchers that aren't very good. Uh, Wilson Ramos got hurt. We talked last week about a bunch of guys that went on the IL. Um, he, uh, he so far he's only hitting 227. He was 0 for tonight, dropped his batting average way down, but had a home run, six RBIs, and 24 plate appearance, which really works at catcher. Uh, they're in a really good lineup. You mentioned earlier uh, they, they struggle against lefties, but they a good lineup overall. Uh, in 2019, he played in A and Double A, had uh, hit 255 with six home runs, 110 games, not really exciting. But in 2018, had a really good season as a would have been a 21 year old, 20 year old, uh, hit 285 mm-hmm. with 11 home runs. I just feel like he's got a pulse at catcher, which is uh, you know kind of kind of gold right there. That's kind of all you want. Yeah, we went aggressively for him here. Uh, we we bid thirty four. That was enough to win him. And like yeah, it, it worked out pretty well because it was a pretty close. Uh, what, what was who, the second? who does he replace? Uh, Alejandro Kirk. Okay. unfortunately, so that that was why we were aggressive. Uh, knowing that's 34 to 26. Have, did you guys have to use Kirk this week or he was a third? Catcher? Yeah, we had to use him this week. Cause yeah. remember the, the verdict on how long he was out. Yeah, that's right. That's wasn't right. really out yet. Uh, so instead, you know, it, it was, if, if we didn't get him, it was Danny Jansen who was getting lots of playing time and did right. have, you know, had some homers this past week. So I was like, okay, maybe, and then we'll throw in a bid on who was it? Oh, uh, Jorge Alfaro, but he's not going to be back this week. I don't want to take yeah. a second zero. Uh, then the fi- and then there's some one dollar ones after that, like Manny Pena, Grayson Griner, Austin Allen. I mean, that's how low we had to dig. I mean, that's the problem when you lose a catcher. It's just it can get pretty ugly. So when you find any sort of upside there, sure, why not? Yeah, I, I definitely like that bit. I think that uh, you know uh, Travis Darno's out for two plus months. He's got a good run of playing time here. Question for you: I have Wilson Ramos in the main event. I decided to hold him because he's coming back at the end of the week. Would you have held him or would you have picked up Contreras instead? Hold. Just one week. It's fine. Yeah. If it was a month, it'd be different. Yeah, you know, it's kind of my kind of my thought too. I was when he first went on the aisle, I was like, oh, I'm dropping him. And then I saw the update that said that if he wasn't a catcher, he wouldn't have gone the aisle anyway. It would have been day to day, but they wanted to just get it kind of calmed down and, and figured out. So I held him. Um, he's hitting the ball hard. I kind of looked at him. He, he he started out really well. He had six home runs the first couple of weeks and has not done much since, but still yeah. in the ball pretty hard. I kind of felt uh I kind of felt it was a little uh it, with catcher being so difficult. I didn't want to put them out put him out on the way for quite yet. Yeah. I mean you, you don't squat or anything as catcher, so the back should be fine eventually. That's not what I needed to hear. No, I'm kidding. But, but yes, no, it's, it's true. They said it was gonna be short. Um yeah. You're not getting him for his speed. You know, it's nothing like that. Yeah, I think it should but be okay. Catching catching every day is tough on the body. So it does, does concern me from that regard, too. Yeah, sure. Uh, those are all the names that I had. I wanted to ask you about one more that was available in my main event. Curious what you would have done here. Uh, Daniel Bard was dropped last week. Um, you know, there was he was getting smoked. There was a lot of time. Michael Givens got a lot of bids. I think the guy that added Givens might have dropped him, whatever it was. But um I have, uh, I'm struggling big time at closes in that league. I was pretty aggressive on Bard just because he got a save this week, has the job. Uh, yeah, I hate the fact they have seven games and quarters this week. I can't watch any Rockies games now. But uh, what would you have done with Bard? He was like 91% owned in the main event. Got to save this week. Seems like have the confidence of the team a little bit. But um, I don't know. It's a, it's a scary one for sure. But with so many teams 
up in the air. And I've got like four closers in that league that aren't really closers. Um, I bet him for 77 bucks and won them. Yeah. Um, that seems fair. And did that get him? It did. He, the backup was, I think, 40 or so. Yeah. I mean, if you need saves, like I'm in one league where Jake McGee is my only closer uh, in the main. And if I had someone like Bard to bid on, yeah, you bet I'd be in on that. Um, instead, we got Amir Garrett for 19. Uh, so we'll see about that. <laughs> I probably won't even use them this week, but I, I wanted to have like an iron in the fire. You never know. You do. You do never know. And he's a guy that could, could flip the switch pretty quick. And, you know, Antone and Sims of, uh, you know, I think Antone's probably the best pitcher there, but it seems like they still would love to use him in kind of a, uh, a fireman high leverage two innings at a time role, which is hard to do if he's going to pitch a ninth inning. Yeah. Are you, you know, that's the thing about Antone. I don't even know if I'm going to have him active this week in the leagues where I have him. Uh, but I mean, he's been so good absent one outing, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and really absent one hanging curveball, too. I forget who it was, but it was Ian Happ. That's right. Um, yeah, I'd, I remember that. Yeah, and then Happ went in the IL like an hour and a half later, which was fantastic and a good time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it shows you're desperate. I wasn't going to go crazy for Bard, but he pitched really well last year. He's not been good this year in any way, but uh, I, I took a shot. Um, I, I put a bit out there that I would be happy getting them, but I didn't want to go crazy on it. So uh, we'll see how, how that works. But uh, when you get desperate for saves, it's not really a good spot to be in. Yeah, especially uh, when the team is so damn bad. I mean, I yeah. think that's the, the really tricky part. And he they, hasn't been they play in a park where a few runs are scored too. So that's a yeah, that's true. Uh, only two homers so far for Bard. Uh, seven walks in ten innings. Man, he hasn't thrown that much yet either. That's the th- that's the other thing. Uh, I guess when you don't have that many saved opportunities, and you're used yeah. as a closer. You know, you know, he hasn't pitched since uh, the his save on against the Giants, and that was on Wednesday. So, uh, did he pitch today? I didn't see that. I actually didn't. Should should actually you know before I make those statements, I should actually look at the box score today. But I know they uh, lost. Yeah, he pitched uh, pitched one inning, had give up one hit, and had one strikeout. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a gem outing right there for him. Yeah, well, and especially, I mean, the, the thing is, like, okay, they kept him in, they used him in a game where it was plausible that they could have won. Yeah. So, in fact, and they I mean, had they had guys on in, in the ninth inning, and Helsley actually got the save chance. Oh yes, for the for the Cardinals, that's right. Um, the one thing I looked at with Bard, though, I went to look at to see if he had maintained his velocity gain when he, he came back last year. Obviously, he hadn't pitched in the majors for like seven years. Uh, but he's throwing ninety. He's at fastball is ninety seven point eight right now, so he's he's maintained that velocity. And I've if that was down to ninety five, I probably would just punted and not even bid. But the fact he's throwing right. a little bit harder um, made me think that uh, they, they they seem to be sticking with him right now, and maybe uh, maybe I get lucky and follow some saves. Yeah. So let's jump into some news and notes because there are some players, a few players I want to talk about at the end, but a lot of injuries, like we said. Jacob DeGrom's the big one. Um, he missed his start earlier in the week. We, we thought he was going to be a two-star pitcher when we last spoke. Um, came in, was throwing 100, looked really good, um, was pitching well. Uh, left his start after five. He, he came out for the sixth through two warm-up pitches. Um, the catcher could notice that something was wrong, and it looks like he, he had some side tightness having an MRI. I just uh, It's a hard one to figure. Like, Did the Mets bring him back too soon? Obviously, he seemed fine. He was throwing well. Um, but uh, obviously everybody, everybody in New York holds their breath as uh, anytime DeGrom gets an MRI. Yeah. Ironically, he, he, you got the win, uh, yep. but hey, he, the, <clears throat> excuse me. He, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's super scary. I mean, the thing is you, you got to hold on tight and wait to see uh, what, you know, with all your rocking might and find out exactly when he's going to be available. But uh, trying to see what their schedule is like, they do not play tomorrow. They're one of the five, five game teams. So very so easy we- to skip them. Yeah, I assume that we'll get an update anyway because it's Jacob Degrom, but they won't do any press. Co- I mean, they won't do like a pro, you know pregame managers meeting and stuff. So, but I imagine it's Jacob Degrom. Well, it's, it's New York. 
Instagram. We'll get an update. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's only six games tomorrow, so yeah. 18 teams not playing. Chances are you can hold, hold out for a day, especially because it's a pitcher, sure. um, and make that decision on Tuesday. The I, problem is they might, still be, might not let us know by then. I'd be stunned if he pitches next week. Yeah, me too. Uh, the, and the thing is, they're skipping Lucchese, although they could easily skip David Peterson after his recent outing. Uh, so that, that, that they have options there too. They do. I, I, I have to think they're going to skip one time through. Maybe we'll see a 10 day IL and we'll hope they bring him back at the end, you know, with at the minimum, but uh, hopefully that's the case. Uh, Dio Castillo, you mentioned earlier, good news there. He's on track for only staying in the aisle for 10 days. So he should be back yeah. uh, this weekend. Uh, Rafael Dolis in Toronto was placed in the aisle with a calf strain. He kind of went back and forth. He was going to go in the aisle and then he did. Um, interesting enough, the, the Blue Jays had a save up uh, yesterday and uh, it was going to be a save up. They ended up scoring three runs in the ninth, but they used Jordan Romano in the eighth. And they were mm-hmm. going to throw uh, Bergen in the ninth either way. So it seemed even without Dolis there, Romano still pitched the eighth inning. Yeah, but it, was, it, because... was, it was it was it was middle of the order is what it was. It was it was yeah. Bregman, Jordan, and uh, whoever uh, maybe Correa, whoever else was there. It was dead middle of the order. So they were using the high leverage spot, which they are they're very clearly doing. So you kind of have to hope if you want saves, it kind of you have to hope it works out. Uh, you know, lineup wise. Yeah, and Bergen is a guy that you know just he's. 27 year old he, he's been an opener he, he's he's a journeyman you know it's not like they like oh you look at the zero era so far in 6.2 innings okay that's that's nice right doesn't mean anything yeah i think it's uh you know if i had to bet on you know maybe a 65 percent kind of thing with romano but if, if the middle of the order comes up in the eighth they're clearly very willing to use them there and it's probably probably a good yeah. decision uh just a frustrating one fantasy wise yeah uh the, there's a couple of teams like that right now and i mean your A's are kind of that way sometimes. They were this week. They are. Uh, the Rays definitely are. I mean, you, you've seen that before. And you're like, yeah, even the, the Mariners with Kendall Graveman have been that way this uh, this past week. They, Graveman came into a game in the sixth inning because that was a critical spot. He threw one and two thirds, and then he got a save later in the week, at least to justify our love a little bit. Um, how freaking good has Kendall Graveman been? Man, I, I, it's just throwing hard. It's really amazing. Throwing really hard. Hasn't given up a run yet. 16 strikeouts to three walks in, in 14 innings. Um, dude's dealing right now. And you watch, you watch his pitches too, like the movement. Like he's going to throw him 98 with a, with a tail on it. I mean, the dude looks nasty. I don't know. Yeah. You know. I don't know where that was for all those years in Oakland. I guess he was starting. It should have been relieving. But whew, it's a different guy out there for sure. There's, you can say that about like 1,800 uh, pitchers yeah. right now because they're all getting trained better to throw harder. And, you know, when you were throwing for inning or two at a time and just gassing it out, it's a lot different than kind of prepping to throw six innings. Too. Absolutely. Uh, Colin Moran, you mentioned earlier, someone that I really liked as a, as a late draft guy. I added him in a couple spots, uh, but he went on the 10-day alley with a groin injury. Weird quote after the game. They said they have no idea how long it's going to be for. They said in a few days they'll have an update. So I, uh, with that news, I just had to drop him. I'm just, I was concerned that maybe we're not looking at just a 10-day thing. And mm-hmm. he's, I, I like him, but he's fringy as it is. And, you know, it's, it's just not a guy that I'm, I'm holding for a, a week or two on, on the aisle. Yeah, didn't want to do it, but you felt you owed it to him. Yeah, uh, it's about about how I felt about it. K. Brian Hayes was shifted to the sixty day IL. Uh, they said he didn't have a setback, but he's not eligible now until June. It just sounds like they're just being uber cautious here and kind of making sure he's one hundred percent before he comes back. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a setback, but it's not progress. I mean, I want progress at this point if I have Hayes. How? It's so funny that the the Pirates scored whatever it was six off Hendricks because there are a bunch of people tweeting out that lineup before a game and that that's about the ugliest major league lineup I've seen in a while in terms of just name recognition. When Jacob Stalin yep. is hitting fourth, uh, you know that yeah. uh, you know something's going on. Yeah, because Reynolds was hurt today. Uh, that that was one. Um, and then who was it? Uh, Polanco that had the uh, 
went to the wrong doctor COVID suspension. I think it was the wrong workout facility. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Whatever it was, he he broke protocol by going the wrong place. But yeah, I have that I, same problem, by the way. Can't you tell? <laughs> this this just doesn't come naturally. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> Kai Tom was hitting third, and just right. I was it was ugly, and then you know they go and put uh, they go put a bunch of runs on Hendricks, which is just the way that baseball works. Yeah. Uh, Luke Voigt, good news. Hoping to be activated on Tuesday. I saw a couple of clips from him in AAA hitting bombs to center field. So he looks uh, he looks good to go, and uh, it's uh, it's a good time. The Yankees are the Yankees are starting to play well. Slot him in that lineup. It's uh, it should be uh, should be full go to get him in your lineup this week. Yeah, uh, I, I got a I got perfect timing because CJ Crone's been banged up on yeah. my yogurt league, so uh, I can just swap those guys. Uh, you know how many saves I have in the yogurt league right now? It's like five. Wow, you're way high. That's not even close. Two? Still a goose egg. Oh, no. Are you I, just punting it now and trying to win the league? I'm going uh, – I'm probably going a couple more weeks. I added I added someone this week. I forget who it was. But uh, a couple more weeks now. I've been throwing nine stars. I mean, I've just been leaning into it now. I'm throwing, I throw nine stars the last four weeks. So Yeah. Are, uh, I'm are not you, just – Are it's, you crushing it's, K's and wins at least? I'm winning K's and wins, yeah. So there's there's okay, that. Yeah. I just got to watch the ratios. Because you got to be really good at ratios if you're going to punt saves. But I'm never a punter, but I I, I drafted uh, Kirby Yates and Trevor Rosenstahl. So I'm, I'm, I, it's kind of a forced punt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. Um, let's see. You mentioned CJ Crone sat the whole weekend with lower back tightness. Not something you like to see going into a seven-game cores week. I know. I guess you just got to check. Uh, you got to check lineups tomorrow before you decide. I mean, that's one that uh, if you guys sit him for the first half of the week for four at cores, that is that's going to be painful. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like three of three of Voight coming off the IL or four of Crone, but probably won't be four. It'll probably be it's, two of Crone and one of Matt Adams and one of uh, you know I don't know and something it's, like that. It's Lamette, you Darvish, Blake Snell. So it does. It's, Crone does have tough matchups there, and the fourth game is against Cincinnati. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no, it's not. It's Wade Miley. I thought it was going to be Castillo. It was going to be funny. But uh, he's got uh, Mr. No-Hitter Wade Miley after that. So he just have uh, – he's got tough matchups. But if it – four at cores, I think you're playing no matter what. Is it – it's him or Voight for you, huh? That's that's your choice? That's pretty good. Uh, I have other choices too. Oh, okay. um, I have a super deep team, Scott. Come on. No, I, I have no Jeez. other choices. Wow. Uh, I'm actually trying to see. I I picked – who did I get in uh, – I picked someone up there. I picked up Pilar. So I think I could uh, find a way to finesse that too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing both those guys over Pilar if Crone's playing. That's for sure. Yeah, but Pilar's playing a lot with. Uh, he's, playing, he's actually Nimmo hitting out, too. and you and know, he has two home runs, and two steals. It's crazy. I was just gonna say he's a stream. He, like you mentioned VR, I mean Pilar's the same way. Of, you know, yeah. st- streaming stolen bases a little bit. Yeah, and he'll he'll if he gets on base, he'll run too. I mean, he's one of those guys that likes to be aggressive. Uh, a couple of guys we don't have, uh, you know, don't have real timetables on right now. Adabelter Mondesi, he's headed to Arizona to like work out the facility, mm-hmm. headed out there this weekend, but no timetable to begin an actual rehab assignment. So you got to figure he's still multiple weeks, couple weeks away at best, because you got to figure if he does, you know, simulated games for a few days, then a rehab for three or four days. I, I assume we're still at a couple weeks right now. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that. Uh... You know, the way the Royals said it, like, yeah, take your time. Yeah. Go have a snack. You know, t- you know, don't hurt yourself. We don't, you know, it was really weird because they're slumping now, too. Got swept by the White Sox this weekend. They're now below 500. You know, they're, they're not, they're not call, you know, they called up Lynch, and that was an aggressive promotion. It blew up in their face. Siege was asking if anybody in our mains picked up Lynch. No, uh, they did not, but Siege nope. did. Um, I, had him on my active roster in AL Tout, and so I, I, because I didn't, we, he was eligible last week, and it was a two-step. So yeah, okay, AL only. It's hard to find difference-making arms. He made a difference, all right. 
not not the one I was looking for, unfortunately. But uh, I don't know, dude. I mean, I, it's really weird how they're like not urgent with him. You know who's really terrible is Nicky Lopez. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of quietly unterrible this so far this year, but he just no, he's he's been legit bad like the last like three weeks. He's been yeah, I know. I think he's, been, he's, been worst, he's been the worst hitter of baseball over the last three weeks. Sitting two hundred. Uh, OEP is 310. He's walking a little bit, but uh, see, fact, that's the thing. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. he's getting on base. He has a zero percent barrel rate, which is solid. Um, yeah. the fact that they didn't use this time to call up Bobby Wood Jr. just shows that they were never calling him up. I mean, they, they if Montessi being out two months didn't do it and Nicky Lopez being terrible, they were never doing it this early. Yeah, I might have to concede that point. Um, they signed him to the double A, not triple A, also, but yeah. You know, the thing is, they, they're aggressive with Lynch. They've been aggressive with other pitchers. I thought maybe, you know, the, 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 I took them at their words at face value, but maybe you're right. Maybe this was all service time. But is it, you know, maybe uh, they just don't think he's ready, too. For I think, matter. I actually think it's more than service time. I think it's 37 games at rookie ball, and that's all yeah. he ever played. I just, I just, as I got closer to it, I mean, he was exciting. It was fun when they were talking about him, but as I, it just 37, 37 games at rookie ball, just, Seems like that. I think they want to see a half season in the minors, and then I think I think we're looking at July. And I, I know I'm way late on that. I'll probably end up being wrong, but I still think we're looking at July. You might be right. Um, do you think? I, do you think? Do you think Kelnick comes up this week? I, I have him an AL tout. I'm going to activate him on uh, reliance of that's that. A, that's a good feeling either way, though, right? Um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I, and I, well, that what's well, kind of a good feeling. It's, I, I'm kind of like forced to do it too, but my, they return home on uh Thursday. Clay was tweeting about that. He goes, I expect to see him in the lineup on, on May 13th. Um, my, could be wrong uh, about favorite, that, but my favorite moment was he like went back on a fly ball. It was kind of a routine play. And I was like, Oh, he can play defense. See, they're full of it. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't even a good play. Like, come on. Even Jeff McNeil could have made that play, but uh, uh, it wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, but I love Jeff, Homer Jeff, it. Jeff McNeil gets punched by his own teammates. See, can't play defense. We got all kinds of problems there. Yeah, is that what that happened? I thought it really was a raccoon, but uh, yeah, but I don't know. It's a, it's a weird situation no. there. But uh, yeah. with Mo- with modesty, we've got some some up in the air. Corbin Burns a little bit up in the air too. He's throwing a, a bullpen session on Monday. The exact return date is kind of up in the air. Obviously, he hasn't pitched for a couple weeks now. We don't know how stretched out he is, how he's been working out or whatever it may be. Uh, do you throw him this week if you have him? Dude, I had him active last week in some leagues. I mean, it's just you're kind of hoping they, that uh, – yeah, because it was so the, the reporting was so quiet. You know, yeah, it was like, was. okay, was this contact tracing or did he actually get it? Um, I still he, don't know. He obviously must have had it, right? Like, he's been out a long time and was tracing. Yeah, because he would would have been Obviously, scheduled I'm to start. I have no idea. He was he would have been scheduled to start last Sunday, a week ago Sunday. Um, so basically, yeah, and I you know he went on the COVID list on a Thursday before that four game series against the Dodgers. So he's missed uh, two starts now, right? Yeah, yeah. So so they face uh, they face St. Louis and Atlanta this weekend. They have Peralta and uh, Woodruff going Tuesday, Wednesday, up in the air after that. Um, right. So he could throw thir- he could throw Thursday, Friday, Saturday pretty easily. You know, they've got Bur- they've got Hauser and Anderson in there, whatever it may be. Um, I don't know. I guess it was how his bullpen session goes tomorrow. Yeah, and I think that, again, they're one of those teams that don't play tomorrow. So yeah. that helps. That gives it well, helps and it hurts because hurts because it'll be fewer reporters around, fewer right. chances to have some interaction uh, with the media and finding out not he not him personally interacting, but just the team. They could purposely be quiet and they were on the road yesterday you know this weekend in miami coming back throwing it home i mean my the, the writers might be take having a travel day of their own 
So sure. just keep that in mind. It might be hard to get good information until Tuesday. But the good news is, you know, everybody else will be in the same boat on Tuesday. You know, there's 18 teams that also didn't play on – there are 17 other teams that didn't play. So a lot of tra- traveling teams, I think. Some good news out of Miami. Um, Jazz Chisholm is beginning a rehab assignment on yep. uh, AAA on Tuesday. I assume that'll be a pretty quick one as long as the hamstring looks good. He can run around, but I assume we get a good chance to see him over the weekend, which would be f- fantastic because he was really, really fun to watch. Yep, absolutely. Ramon Laureano is dealing with a minor thumb issue. He was off today. It sounded like they were just trying to give him a couple days. Um, I really hope he was unavailable today, Jeff, because uh, they let Elvis Andrus hit to end the game. I saw your tweet about that. <laughs> just atrocious. He's the worst hitter in baseball right now. And I, I'm not exaggerating. Yes, he actually is the worst hitter in baseball. You just said that about Nicky Lopez. I'm calling you out on that. Nicky Lopez has been the worst hitter in baseball the last three weeks. Oh, oh okay, okay. You take the whole year. Elvis Andrus, <laughs> it's been really bad. It's been he, he did have a blue triple today, and everybody's excited. I'm like, dude, that was like a blue triple. Like it was a it was a terrible play by the outfielder. And but a if you you hit anybody for him. I would have, I would have hit Austin Allen for him. Um, it, but uh, you know his WRC plus Jeff is 18 so far this year. 18, that's good. Salty Scott is the best Scott, by the way. It's not good, but how do you not Tony Cap pinch runs for whoever got the hit? I forget. I think it was Piscotti. No, I forget who it was. But someone got a hit uh, or walked, and Tony Tony Cap goes first. How do you not? Wait two pitches, let him steal. Because Alice Andrews, you're hoping for a loop single. Like you have to use Kemp speed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so stupid. Yeah. You, you, Tony Kemp does two things right. He runs and he throws ice at umpire. So uh, <laughs> what was he doing throwing the ice at the umpire? That was so stupid. <laughs> and it was like half. It wasn't doing anything. I was like, you're gonna get ejected for doing nothing. It was so stupid. Yeah, it was a bad idea, way, poorly executed. And the pitch was a strike too. I was like, dude, go yeah. go back in the go back in the clubhouse and watch that, and come back and yeah, apologize to everybody. Just look at the the in dugout iPad. You could have seen that. Yeah, that's true. but like he, what he does is run. Like, give him two pitches, try and steal, and then you hope mm-hmm. you hope Elvis hits a thirty-seven hopper through the infield that someone misplays, and maybe you get a run out of it. It's just it was brutal. Yeah. Anyway, still beat the Rays two out of three, so that was good. But um, I think that's most of the injuries. That Tony Gonsolin's feeling good. They want him to be a starter. They reiterated that today. Sounds like he's having a simulated game this week where he's going to kind of um, simulate multiple innings, so he'll kind of sit down and get back up. So I think we're looking at uh, – I think we're looking probably that this week, that maybe a couple of rehab starts. We might be able to get him in the lineup probably like three weeks from today, we might guess. Yeah, I think we tentatively have him listed in the – our projected starters have him for next week even, but I think that seems aggressive. But I think that's going to be a little – actually, it's uh, – yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking at last week and this week together. But, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be one week early probably. I, I, I tend to agree, but wouldn't it be nice? Although, now that I don't have him in the main and Vlad does, I, I'm kind of like, take your time, Tony. Yeah, you I, guys uh, – the Roto-Wire grid has him going twice next week. I don't think that – I think that's going to be a – I think it's going to be a week early. Yeah, we'll see about that. Go yeah. find God, walk the earth a little bit, find it, you know, rescue cats for a while. I know that's they're, thing, uh, yeah. they're better with the grid than I am. So I will defer there, but I still need to be about yeah. a week early, but um, mm-hmm. Chad Pender could return next weekend. If you happen to be in a super deep league and holding him, Nico Horner progressing well, should be ready to go next weekend. He was actually playing really well upon his call. He had a couple stolen bases and playing well there. So um, I want, there's a few players I want to talk about uh, before we get out of here, but first a note from our sponsor, vivid, Spe- vivid seats. The world is coming back and the NFL season is coming upon us soon. I don't know about you, but I'm pumped for the regular season schedule release on May 12th. If you're like me and you're looking to see the action live, head over to Vivid Seats, the ultimate go-to source for live events. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and comedy shows, Vivid Seats makes it easy for you to discover your favorite event, find your seat, gain entry, and make new memories. Just download the app, choose your city, and get access to the largest selection of tickets on the games and and performances you love, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, and a lot more. For a limited time, Vivid Seats is giving our listeners 10% off your ticket, up to $30 max. Use the promo code ROTOWIRE when you check out. 
Every purchase backed by 100% buyer guarantee, and you'll even earn cash back with the Vivid Seats reward program. Vivid Seats, getting you into the game. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to skip the first guys we talked about him a bunch. A couple of closes I want to talk about. Uh, Alex Reyes and Matt Barnes. Uh, two guys that were drafted late in drafts. Uh, you know, we didn't really know where the job was going to go. Barnes had the COVID stuff at the start of the year. We thought maybe it's going to be Ottavino earlier. Uh, I want to talk about Reyes first. Uh, Hicks on okay. the D- Jordan Hicks on the DL. IL. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos is clearly in his role as the leverage uh, fireman kind of guy. Alex Reyes, 17 innings, 0.53 ERA, 10 saves, and a win has been an absolute godsend if you had him on your team. But uh, I'm worried that uh, it's uh, he's, he's kind of like teetering over a cliff right now that we're going to see some some bad stuff pretty soon. Gave up his first run on Saturday. Uh, yeah. They asked him to go get five outs, though, also, which he did get. Yep. Um, he's walked 13 guys in 17 innings. That's, that's, that, that's a little troublesome. Uh, he totally escaped against the Reds. I remember that where he kind of loaded the bases up on that thing is his stuff is really hard to hit though. I mean, it's, it it's, it's, he's drawn a lot of walk. People are drawing a lot of walks that they can't hit it. Um, uh, you know, that's always been the kind of the thing about him is, you know, he, he's got great stuff. It's, can he command it? Uh, can he stay healthy? I think that, that those are the two big things with him. Big ifs. He always has been a big walk guy and that's always something you worry about. But I mean, I'm kicking myself cause I don't have him anywhere. Like not not a single place. Yeah, I just I, that situation. I just didn't know what we were getting into, and I, I like Gallegos as a pitcher, but it clearly like if they wanted to make him the closer, they just would have done it. They would have done it last year. They would have named him this year. But um, he's his bat is one eighty four. He's got a strand rate of ninety five percent, so he's 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 got some fortune there. But you're right, he's hard to hit too. I mean that that plays into the bat up there. Um, hard hit rate though, when people do hit him, it's thirty nine and a half percent. So it's not not super high, but not super low either. The thing with him is weird. His swinging strike rate is actually down. It's down to 11%. His called strike rate is, da- rate is down also to 13%. I just feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of issues here. There's a lot of smoke. Uh, if I were in a trade league, I, I, I think I'd try and trade high right now if I could. I don't know if you can. It's kind of hard to trade closers usually. But um, I think that uh, getting off the ship right now might be a, might be perfect timing. I'm not going to talk about trading closers today. I'm just not. <laughs> Who did you trade? What would you do? Kennedy Fervato with Fred. Ugh. Uh, at least that only blew up in my face two days later. But see, that just sucks when trades work out like that, though. Like you just you want to yeah. see if if, if Votto, you know, sucks for six weeks or something. You can be like, you know what, I made a bad trade, it didn't work out. But have Devin just get hurt two days later. That's just brutal. Yeah, it's not the worst luck I've had in a trade. Uh, and this was in Tout Wars one year, AL only Tout Wars, right? Um, I traded for Grady Sizemore, so that gives you an idea how long ago it was. Yep. Yeah. Get a single at bat. I made I consummated the trade on a Saturday. Oh, no. We run Monday to Sunday. He got hurt on Sunday. I traded away Cliff Lee, who was you yes, know, good in, then. Indian version good then, yeah. of Cliff Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was a win-win trade. I mean, it was two awesome players, and Sizemore got hurt. I don't think he played a single, I don't think he had a single at bat after that trade. I mean, it was it was devastating. It was like here, here's this $20 bill, except it's a $200 bill. Let's light it on fire right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, that might have been worse than me trading for Rob Gronkowski like uh, six hours after he retired or re- before he retired. Yeah. Well, at least did you hold on to him the whole time? So you still have him? I do. It's a, uh, actually in a keeper league that we're in together. I do yeah, yeah. I knew the league. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't know if you still had him. I, I did. I, I don't just memorize your roster. I don't really care that much. But. I don't know one player on your roster. So there's, there's that. I don't, I don't think even I do. think about you. No, I don't even think about you either. So we're both, uh, neither of us have won that league recently. So we probably, there's probably no reason to think about each other, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just sucks when it works out like that. You just want to see what happens. If you, if you lose the yeah. trade, you lose the trade, but not getting an injury. But 
On the flip side, Matt Barnes has been good and been really legit good. He's got 2.12 yep. ERA, seven saves and a win. His K rate, Jeff, is 49.2% right now. That is bonkers. K to walk is 29 to 3. His issue has always been walks. It's always been a problem. He was over 13% walk rate the last two years. He's at 5.1% right now. Swing strike rate's 19.8%. His CSW is 39.3%. His whiff on his curveball is 53.2%. As you go into numbers, like everything is red on the stack. It's it's a bonkers setup. And I just I can't believe he's not walking guys. And I I want to yeah. believe it's true. It's only 17 innings, so who knows? But you know, three walks is a is a pretty sizable change for him right now. Yeah, I think about the, him all the time when I look at uh, you talk about you know your draft day mistakes. Uh, league you know, S- Saturday main event league, the second one of them that I did. We need closers. We waited and we waited. We got Jake McGee, and that one worked out pretty well. Uh, then we didn't, but we also kept waiting and kept waiting. If you remember that day, that was the day that uh, you know the, the, on that Saturday morning the the COVID report came yeah, out. That's right. Bar. That's right. And it didn't come out again until Monday or Tuesday. Oh, he's he's really not that bad, guys. That was the first of the screw over screw jobs on you know COVID go, going on COVID lists. Uh, we didn't when we when guys went on the COVID list, we're kind of trained to think in spring training. Oh, okay, he's on the IL. It's right. got to be a minimum of ten days. They, they haven't announced the job yet. Oh, I, how good would that, would that team be? It's already a pretty good team, but how good would it be if I had a second closer? You guys and, are doing you guys are doing pretty well still though, right? Yeah, we're hanging in there. Um, but that's yeah. where that's where you want to be on May 9th, though. You don't want to be first overall on May 9th. You want to be hanging in there and and ready to strike and make a run. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, we're you know we need to made a run to get to where we are now. We need to make keep making runs. Uh, it's long ass season. I, I'll it tell you that. Really, and, it really is. Yeah, uh, but I, I, geez, I mean, if you it, you know you doing the Rudy tweet thing with Castillo, I mean, just do yep. that with like. Pagan versus Matt Barnes or yeah. Ottavino, if you just want to do the Red Sox version yeah. of it only. But. I mean, yeah, you, you look at any of those, there's like four or five guys that went late, Melanson, Ian Kennedy. There's you stick any of those guys on, on a team, it just it's a huge difference maker. You stick eleven saves from Melanson in there with good ratios, and it's just it makes a gigantic difference in a season where you're probably gonna get, you know, sixty saves is gonna be it's gonna be fine. Yeah. I mean, God, if I if I had Melanson McGee and back to back. I mean, yeah. Suddenly you got goodness. you got eighteen you got eighteen saves right there, and you're a quarter of the same season. You're you're set. You're looking great. Yeah, and by the way, Melanson's a, a, looking legit too. It's not yeah. like yeah, it's not like he's doing smoke and mirrors here. He's pitching really really well. Yeah, I I just a full miss for me. I would have I would have taken Pagan and did take Pagan over him, and I was clearly dead wrong. A little bit misled by beat writers who thought it was me Pagan too, but uh, it's uh, it's been Melanson, and he has not looked back at all. I mean, that, that leash is big right now. Yeah, I mean those reports, you know, where it's like we think it's Melanson, but there was never a quote from the Padres on the record on that no. one there. Yeah. So that's on us a little bit too. For sure. You know, yeah, no. When you when you're just taking the the writer's word at stock value, I mean, yeah, okay. You know, trust but verify. Yeah, for sure. And you just think that it, I you kind of feel like they're around the team, but I mean, you're you're right. It was more of a guess than a Anything else? I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame them, but uh, we were. I was wrong also. But we mentioned uh, earlier talking about the Jays with uh, you know what happens when Springer comes back. Randall Grichuk has been really good. Uh, six mm-hmm. home runs, twenty eight RBIs, and her thirty one plate appearances. The interesting thing with Grichuk is how much he's cut down his strikeouts. Yep. We talking about a year where everybody's strikeouts are up. Strike. Everybody talks about strikeouts on Twitter and ESPN constantly. How much they're up. But he was twenty six percent strikeout guy in twenty nineteen. Twenty one percent in twenty eighteen. He's seventeen percent right now. 
Hard hit rates up, so it's not like he's giving up, uh, you know, just trying to make contact and hitting ball softly. 47.4%, barrel rates 9.3%. He's always been a streaky guy. He's kind of one of those power guys that when he's hot, you can't get him out. When he's not, you know, he can't get a hit. But hit 273 in 2020, a really good batting average for a guy that has some pop. He had 12 home runs. This looks pretty real right now. And as a, a Lourdes Guriel owner in the main event, I'm worried that when Springer comes back, he's the one that's kind of, you know, sitting and DHing and playing when play, maybe platooning with Telez a little bit. There's just, I worry that I uh, worry Guriel's going to either lose playing time and not Gritchick as we originally thought. Yeah. Yeah. Guriel's, I mean, Gritchick took advantage of the opportunity. Um, 100%. Guriel and Biggio kind of spit the bit on that one there. Yep. Um, so that's that you do have to worry about that. I know you were kind of annoyed that. I keep on bringing up names uh, that were on your list. It's kind of caveat preemptor, but no, it's good. Uh, so bad. that was that was way that was way better than Fetty Cheese, though. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I thought that was actually good. Yeah, that was uh, but, that was that was decent. That Fetty Cheese was terrible, but that was pretty. Good. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, um, he, I mean, he looks good, and he's got, he's got the contract too. Remember, they gave him a five year deal in 2019. They wanted him to be this guy. This is who they saw. As yep. the guy, and granted, this is probably over his skis batting average wise. Uh, in fact, he's not probably. There's no doubt about it that he's not going to hit 305. You know, you know, per- per- permanently. It, this is but, not but a new level. Hit, but can he hit 265? I think he might be. Able yeah, to. he could. Yeah, he, he that's, could and that's probably a, that's, will. A, that's a help right now. Yeah, and he's a 30 homer guy in 2019. Also, yep. that's probably not going to play. It's probably not going to play out that way this year because of the ball. Probably more like a 20 homer guy. But, but they're, all, they're also I, I take up. that. They're moving to Buffalo for the summer too, and you can you can hit in that place too. Yeah, you can hit in Dunedin too, for that matter. Yeah, um, it seemed like there were a lot of balls in Buffalo last year that like it just looked it looked small. I don't know. Uh, I know it didn't play. It, the dimensions are supposedly pretty good, but it, it seems like it, play, it played pretty small last year. Yeah, and the other thing too to watch out for him is he plays he can play he plays center for them most of the time. He's yep. a good defender. Yep. If George Springer, who is having multiple leg issues, comes back, I mean maybe they don't put him in center. Maybe they put him in a corner. That's that's very possible. It's possible they he comes back and he DHs for a little bit too. I mean, he's yeah. clearly having issues running. Where if he can run the bases, that's one thing. But if he's got to run around center field, that's that's a big thing. You got to you know you got to go from full full stop to full sprint you know, multiple times a game. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Speaking of uh, guys, uh, leg injuries. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is uh, is staying healthy. He's looking really good. He's hit three sixty two right now, six home runs. Um, he's really not walking at all. It's likely fluky. He's usually a really good walk by, but he's 3.6% right now. He's usually a double-digit walk guy. I'm sure that, that will normalize a little bit. But K-rate stable. His BABIP is huge right now. Obviously, he's not going to hit 362. But uh, I tell you what, when this guy's healthy, he can flat-out rake. Yeah. Uh, just like, like you said, he, the, 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 yep. uh, when, he's, when he's healthy is, is the big issue there. But, man, every time someone coughs, I get worried about him. Uh, that's yeah. the one thing. I mean, it's just kind of crazy how he's missed those games. Missed some – like very possibly profitable series. Like you want to face the Mariners pitchers. Uh, You you definitely want that. Uh, You missed out. And he probably wouldn't have played in cores anyhow, because he was a DH, but uh, you know, he he missed five of the six games against Seattle and he missed, and he had one at one plate appearance against the Rockies in two days there. So that's super annoying. Missed a game in Detroit too. It's funny. We talked about that that kind of grouping of DHs in the in the like the sixth to ninth round. Uh, they've all been awesome. JD Martinez has been awesome. Cruz has eight yeah. home runs and hit two ninety five. Giancarlo Stanton's been red hot lately, oh. and then Al- Alvarez. Like all four of those guys, I have. It's funny. I ended up with one of them on each, at least one of them on each team. Obviously, you don't want more than one, of course. But I have one of them on every team. My utilities, my utilities full, but I tell you what, I sure haven't cared. Those guys are all mashing. Yeah, Fran Mill Reyes too. While we're yep. at it, it's a good call. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he's the fifth guy in that range. 
Yep. And yeah, I, I'm Stantonless, but uh, all the others, I, I have a little I guess bit. You, of... I guess you stick Otani in that range too, right? He's he's utility only. Awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. That's of course you guy. do. Yeah. And of course you do. That's. I mean, those are guys that who cares the position is. I mean, all six of those guys are just killing it right now. That's. Uh, it's been a good DH year so far. Well, and the fact that there are so many of them only adds to the uh, benefit of drafting them too. Uh, it's like okay, well, there's other people, you know, not really getting hurt. You know, by the lack of position eligibility, if half your league in a 12-teamer has got a, a DH in your t- utility spot, okay, you're not really missing out. Yeah, and it's funny because we've, we've talked about how weak outfielder is. It's not like I've had, you know, a sixth outfielder that I'm joning to use every week either, so it hasn't been that big of a problem. Yeah, and it's so funny. Like, how many times we have, like, a second-base outfielder? Like, well, I'll never use him in the outfield. No, no, you're, Josh Rojas is in my outfield yeah. right now. Whit Merrifield's in the outfield, you know. Yep. It it's, happens, happens a lot this year. JD JD's at five outfield games, so it's taking a while, but I think he's gonna get there. But we're probably looking at uh, we're probably looking at next month before he gets his outfield eligibility. Yeah. Paul Spohr chimes in the chat there. Uh, yeah, he missed out on Cruz and JD because he was waiting for Otani. Uh, That's played well. Yeah, just Rudy. I think it was Rudy that was waiting for Fran Mill Reyes. Hey, <laughs> power yeah. to you for that. I mean, smart. It's, yeah. it's amazing how the whole group has been just really good. Yeah. Last guy I wanted to talk about, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but Tyler Anderson uh, pitched well against the Cubs today. I mentioned he's my boy because I picked him up earlier this week. Mm-hmm. But you look at his overall, 41.1 innings, a 3.05 ERA. You look at his, his, his metrics. I mean, his K rate's up 7% right now at 23%, so he's actually striking guys out, believe it or not. The the walk rate's down a little bit to 8.1%. You're kind of right in that range where it's almost a little too high, but you can deal with it. Hard hits uh, pretty good at 37%. Everybody's hitting the ball hard this year, obviously. Uh, barrel rate's 7.5%. You can deal with that. He's throwing more cutters. He's throwing 27% cutters right now. The pitch has been really good for him. A 190 batting average against 243 slug. Um, his whiff rate, his fastball is up 10% to 30%. I think maybe adding that third pitch and using it more has made his fastball a little more effective. He only throws 90-91, but it's been more effective. The changeup's been really good, 31% whiff rate. I watched him this week. I watched his last couple starts, and I watched him the, the week before that. He seems to me like you know, you see him wind up, and you're like, oh, there's Tyler Anderson. Here's it comes. But he seems like a little bit of a different pitcher to me right now. I'm, I'm a little bit wary about using him on, you know, bad matchups. But I think good matchups and two steps. I'm going to use him for the time being. And I think that uh, Nikki might get some good stuff out of me. He feels like a little bit of a different pitcher to me not, and not a guy just getting lucky right now. That's what makes Mitch Keller so damn frustrating. Because you yeah. see Anderson, the you know, goes to Pittsburgh, gets better. You see JT Brubaker being a pretty credible pitcher so far. And then you see Keller, like, what the hell? I mean, Keller is having a really hard time with this fastball. I guess you can't get people out with your fastball. That's that's kind of the issue there. But revenge game for Tyler Anderson against uh, San Francisco this week. You using him? Is that where he is? I'm looking at the schedule. Home, home against San Francisco. The Giants are actually better hitting a team on the road, though, aren't they? Uh, you are. They have been in the past. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, I think I'm using it. Yeah, I think. Well, and again. The, as Todd Zola says, it's the cop-out answer, but depends on your options. Yeah, you know, most of us I, aren't so deep that we have so many superior options. Yeah, I use them I, too. I have been the main event to 15-teamer. Uh, you know, the Giants are obviously different than they were uh, a couple years ago. There's some scary guys there. But, um, yeah, in Pittsburgh against the Giants, I think I think I'm throwing that and, and riding this uh, as long as we can go here and see uh, see how long it, see how long the ride goes for. Yeah. I think so. I mean, we haven't we spent this whole podcast though. The Giants are playing some really good ball. I know they got beat yeah. today. But I think they had the best them, them and RAs. You know, the Bay Area represents right now. We are. It's been uh, it's been good. I, I think they've both taken over. Uh, they have taken over the California lead on on the Dodgers for sure because Dodgers haven't what two and eight on this road trip or whatever it was. But yeah, and uh, the, the Angels Giants, lost four in a row to the Rays. So 
Um, yeah, the Giants are twenty and fourteen. The A's are twenty one and fifteen. So uh, unfortunately, they are uh, they're point zero zero five higher than us in the win percentage, which uh, always pisses me off. But uh, yeah. they've uh, they've been good. Plus twenty seven run differential. The run differential is almost the same as the Dodgers now. It's uh, I don't know. I want to. I keep wanting to think it's a fluke and not go anywhere. But I mean, look at someone like Kevin Gossman who's pitching as well as anybody else in the league right now. Yeah, yeah maybe the not the non Jacob Degrom division, but you know, among mortals, he's been uh, he's been about he's been just about as good as anybody. Yeah, he sure has. He, he yeah he's he's been awfully fun. Uh, WRC plus for the Giants at home is one hundred eight. Uh, on the road, it's actually worse. It's uh, ninety seven. Again, samples, so it's so weird. Caveats. They, so weird they hit at home now it's just it's it's wild yeah. but um, yeah well, you know, that, they, that, yeah it is it's really you, wild did you, did you see the ball that cronenworth hit there today by the way oh my gosh that was a monster <laughs> shot he hit that i'm like oh that's crushed and i saw how far deep it landed in the bay i was like oh my goodness that was it almost hit that woman in her in her in her kayak but it was that was a bomb yeah it wasn't just crushed it was crush crush it was crushed yeah. for crush i mean yeah. it, was, it was pretty amazing I love he's, he's, he hasn't done a lot lately but i i love jake cronenworth i just yeah. I don't know what it is i just i love the dude so Anybody else that you want to talk about? We've gone a while here. Is anybody else on your mind uh, before we jump out? No, I, I, the, the Giants were the one thing that was on my mind, so we cover that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, see if they can kind of keep it up. You know, teams can get hot for a while, but uh, they will be. A, it'll be a fun story to watch. They're getting they're getting pitching. Quato came back today, did not pitch well, but um, you know they're kind of getting uh, kind of everything. Anthony Descalfani, we didn't even talk about, has been great too, and he just he he looks legit to me also also. Yeah, we got some Goss mania, some Desco fever. I mean, it, it's well, like Alex, the 70s uh, all over right now. Reborn Alex Wood. It's uh, It's been wild. Yeah, it has. Uh, stay healthy, Wood. Uh, yeah, probably, for sure. Probably yeah. unlikely to happen. But Aaron, yeah. Aaron Sanchez won the aisle this weekend, so nobody's surprised there with his velo down four miles an hour it was. But uh, just a guy that can never stay healthy. It sucks. Yeah, I know. It's a bummer. Cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensted. Our names are on the screen if you happen to be watching the video. Again, if you could please rate or read the podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. Also, other than that, uh, let us know on Twitter if there's anything you want us to hit up on next podcast. Hope everybody has a fantastic week and hopefully uh, hopefully few, fewer injuries to discuss next week. But hope everybody has a good week. Take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.